Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar on YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, Let's get this episode started. Hey everyone, this is uh, Shane Grove, and with me is Jason. And before we start this episode with Diane telling about her uh, crazy dogman experience, uh, there's a couple things I want to remind all of our listeners about. We recently, well this week, uh, Jason the Judge and I were guests on the Bump podcast hosted by Bo Kennedy. So... Go uh, go check that out on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever, and uh, check out our man Bo and his uh, cool podcast. And you can hear us blabbing for about <laughs> for about, for about an hour, hour and fifty. If you really want to get something good, go watch us on the YouTube. It's his first uh, official YouTube video for a episode, and uh, I mean, Jason and I didn't even do our hair. So I no, we, we, we didn't do our hair at all. But uh, something else I want to remind all of our listeners worldwide, um, we put up on our After the Shadows page, um, if you remember our Halloween episode with M, and she came on and told uh, probably some of the best ghost stories we've heard. Um, and that's what a lot of people have reached out and told me they were some of their, their favorite stories as far as uh, ghost-related. Um, M is... Uh, is having a fundraiser or, um, you know, for lack of a better term, her and her husband were hit very hard with COVID and it's kind of uh, put their lives in a little bit of turmoil. 
So we wanted to help out M out. She started, uh, um, you know, a fund to try to help them cover their expenses for the next couple months because she's going to have to have surgery in December. Um, so please, if you guys, you know, it's the Christmas season, you guys got an extra dollar, extra $2, extra $5, go find that fundraiser on our After the Shadows page and, you know, give whatever you can. Let's help Em out and her husband. They're going through tough times. As much as she entertained us on the Halloween episode, I think it's the least we can do uh, for her. So check that out and... That's about all we got. So every we, little bit helps, folks. Every little helps, and she is eternally grateful. Um, we posted that earlier in the week, and uh, some people have already started giving, including uh, another former guest, Seth Breedlove. You know, he gave, so uh, she's grateful for every bit, and I'm very appreciative. So, uh, once this episode is over, go visit the page. And uh, let's try to make their Christmas a little bit, uh, a little bit brighter. So on with the episode. Hey, welcome everyone to this episode of From the Shadows podcast. I am your host Shane Grove, and this fine morning I am joined with the under the weather judge. Judge, thank you for joining us. Thank you for pulling yourself together and joining us for a little bit this morning. Anything for the team, man. Anything for team. I like that. I like that. Seeing as we seeing as we were teammates for so long, I, I know I know where that comes from. John Shore. Hey, let's put it this way. Hey, from from a teammate standpoint, I pass the ball to you a lot more than you pass the ball to me. Well, isn't that the way it should have been? Probably. Okay. All right. I just checked. I just checked. <laughs> and Jason, the super producer, how's it going this morning? Uh greetings, everybody. See now. Now, Jason and I uh, had a little bit of trouble this morning. So, you know, his super producer title is still hanging on the wall. But, you know, some days it's questionable, right? Indeed. (laughs) We're dealing with forces that are outside of our control. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, that's what this whole podcast is about. Uh, Forces outside of our control. And with that, I thought the from the shadows really didn't have anything to do with technical difficulties. But hey, if you want to stretch it that far, go ahead. Well, listen, that's the only thing we can attribute some of this stuff to. Beings like energy forms. And uh, Uh electricity is definitely an energy form. So, (laughs) exactly. Ghost in the machine. Uh, So, so with that, we are very excited to. introduce our guest this morning um uh this young lady uh was someone that i came across in a dog man facebook forum page and uh saw her story and saw that it took place um very near where we're at right now and uh so uh, we invited her on to tell i think and she'll get into it tell her story for probably the first time publicly um so with that, Diane, welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. Well, thank you. You know, it's <laughs> it's taken me 48 years to admit, own up, you know, uh, realize that I wasn't crazy and what happened really happened. So I've, you well, know, Diane, if it's any consolation, I, it mm-hmm. took me 30 years. All right. Okay, and uh, being called a young lady, I really appreciate that because I'm <laughs> I'm almost sixty seven. It's almost my birthday. Oh, which is another reason I I don't even care if my whole name is used because you know a lot of people that have these experiences, uh, and I understand why you don't want your name used or anything because people tend to think you're a little off. But uh, hey, at, at my age, I don't care. You know, I'm one of those uh, grumpy old women that, hey, whatever. <laughs> uh, now, are you, are, you, are you Walter Matthau or are you uh, the, uh, the lemon guy? <laughs> which guy? Which person are you? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not so sure. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about well, it is, Diane, that's one of the reasons why we created the podcast in the first place was because I had my dog man experience 
And it took me 30 years to have the courage to tell the whole story for fear of being ridiculed, made fun of, roasted. People think you're crazy. You know, and being an elected official, I kind of hold myself out there, you know, by by saying, hey, this happened and this is what I saw. So that's why we created this. And we're glad that you're on to tell your story. Well, you know, I over the years, of course, I have mentioned it to a couple of people and, you know, you get these these looks. But, you know, after a while, who cares what kind of looks you get? Or at least me, I'm not an elected official or official anything, so it doesn't matter anymore. But at one time, it, it did. It did matter to me at one time. And that's probably because I didn't. I didn't want to admit that what happened really happened, but there were other people involved too. So it happened to all of us. Um, and, you know, I'll admit this isn't as fantastic of a story as, as some people bring out. I mean, like I'd mentioned, I, we weren't, we weren't run down six miles down the Creek, you know, by, by the creature. We all managed to hop into our vehicles and take off, but it's uh you know, I I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to claim supernatural, but let's go with sixth sense, okay? And that's you know that's real. Anyone that doesn't have it is you know. When I was standing, this is you know dark. You know, we're kids, teenagers, all around seventeen years old in our last year of high school, going out to who knows maybe make out whatever kids do at that age. <laughs> uh, now what? No, no. Before, all, we, before we get too uh-huh. too far into, so let's really set the stage here. Like, so what time frame are we talking? Like, um, okay, we're talking about winter, but I, uh, 1972. 1972. Okay. okay. Okay, it could possibly be 73. Then the reason I'm saying that is, uh, the atmosphere. It was. It was of course dark. You know. Uh, Leaves weren't on the trees, but it was not real cold. And that's pretty typical for here in Dayton. I mean, you know, we get all kinds of weather here. Even in the wintertime, it's not necessarily real cold. So the four of us were all standing outside of our, outside of the two cars and just talking and laughing. Uh, Where we were, it's on a road uh, can I use the names of the roads, or does it you matter? Can, you, you, sure. absolutely, you absolutely can. And for like for all of our international listeners um, and, and national listeners, okay. where she's talking about Dayton is Dayton, Ohio. So yeah, it's, it's Dayton, it's, Ohio. But yeah. where it is, or where it was, is outside of a place called Yellow Springs, Ohio. And oh yeah. Where Dave toward, Chappelle, yeah, toward, where, Dave, where Dave Chappelle now lives, is the yes, Springs. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's, yep. yeah. Yep. And uh, it's on closer though to Cedarville, Ohio. Uh, you know, it's probably three miles or so out of Yellow Springs, and about two miles or so out of Cedarville, which is a college town too. So, how close were you to like Antioch, the old Antioch College? Uh, probably about three miles at the most. Not very right. far. You go out Hyde Road, which, and then on to uh, Grinnell Road. And uh, at at the time, there was a you know there's cricks every on Ohio, so it's a crick. So there's cricks everywhere. You know, you know. Um, the road the bridge was out on Grinnell Road. It had barricades up. And hey, perfect place, you know. Who who goes down there? It's just old country roads. It's still still country roads. Hardly anyone lives out that way. <laughs> After all these years, it's just all fields of corn or soybeans, whatever cycling at the time. And it was a perfect place to park. And what we do is we just, uh, you know, go in and maneuver the cars and pointing out. So in case the cops or anyone would happen to come down and see what's going on, we just wave and drive on out so the scenario is it's at the end of a dirt road not dirt road it's just the end of an old country road with a bridge out barricades and um 
kind of a small creek that it runs that was running under it, and that's where we're standing and talking and laughing. And here's uh, the sixth sense thing I was mentioning. It's like all of a sudden we all got quiet, and I don't know if it was static electric in the air or what, but myself, I remember the uh, hair standing up on the back of my neck. You know, Diane, what you're describing is the exact same thing that happened to me when I was on Temple Road. I was running. Well, I was running and came to a complete stop because my, I call it my spider senses went off. But I know exactly what you're talking about. As I was coming back and I got to the, to where Flickinger Road was in the woods, I literally came to a complete stop because the exact same thing happened to me. And uh, we have Wes Germer on Sasquatch Chronicles. Um, he describes the same thing um, with, you know, you're, you're for some reason, you, we, we have some sort of primal instinct deep down inside of us and the sensing of danger, something was wrong, uh, something, you know, negative energy just, you know, sets off in our body. So yeah, I know the exact that, feeling. Yeah, that maybe that's what it is. Yeah, negative energy or spidey senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, anyway, I'm standing and listening you know it got quiet and no crickets or anything at that time of the year you know you always hear these things everything got quiet well it was quiet anyway except for us but I start hearing uh you know how gravel and you know pea gravel and stuff is on the side of the berms on roads especially your little Mm -hmm. old country roads and I started hearing something shuffling in the gravel and I don't know if it was a new moon or, you know, whatever. It was there. It was pretty dark at the time. So there wasn't a whole lot of reflection on anything. And the but beside the creek, of course, is the little tangle of undergrowth and some short shrubby trees there at the time. I could see something and I could see amber eyes. And if you've ever had anything happen like this you can't always your your mind wants to bring out what it knows to be true not what it's seeing you want to put it you in under, a box you understand? Yeah, yeah you want to put it yeah in a box. you want to put it in a box yeah. Yeah. yeah so i'm thinking there must be a possum or a raccoon up in a tree maybe it's a family of raccoons but you know the eyes weren't the right color but that's you know nothing is quite registering to me and then, uh, you know, it wasn't real big. I don't know, maybe five feet, five and a half feet. I, I'm going to say up in a tree, but it wasn't up in a tree. That's just where my mind was wanting to put it, an animal in a tree. And uh, then I see them, I start seeing the movement of the, I, I keep calling it a creature. I, I, you know, I don't know. I keep seeing the movement <laughs> of the creature. And somebody said, and I think it was one of the a male voice, one of the my friends, said, get in, let's go now. And uh, it sort of broke my trance of me just staring into the eyes of this animal. And uh, my, uh, <laughs> my boyfriend at the time, <laughs> he hopped into the car first. To heck with his oh, girlfriend. You know, I guess I'm oh. <laughs> so he hopped into the darn car so, so fast. And, you know, I'm, I'm running around and I, I could feel it, but I, you know, as terrifying as this should have been, I was not really terrified because my mind could not make sense of much. So I run around the car and boy, it seemed like it took me forever to run around the car. It's just how things kind of go slow motion sometimes. Well, it's a good it's thing. Adrenaline it's good, or something. It's a good thing you got in before he just took off and left you there. It sounds like. I was like, no like. kidding, no <laughs> kidding, and I I must have been awfully needy back then because I still dated him for a few weeks after that. Oh, for goodness sakes! That was <laughs> the next. That was the next question. Was I this guy end up? You know, uh, did you, I hope you didn't end up making out with him. That night. That's all I got. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, I jumped into the car. It was a uh, one of the little 
muscle-type cars, a Chevelle SS, blue. Anyway, I, I jumped into it. And back then, you know, your your uh, windows would wind up manually. Luckily, the window was already up. Right. And I'm in, and he gets scared and confused and is messing around with the uh, stick shift and couldn't get it into gear. And I looked off to my right, uh, over, over my shoulder, Often I'm sitting in the passenger side, of course, and I see this large dog-like animal, but it's kind of hopping sideways. It's like it didn't move right. Well, I guess it was moving right for it. It didn't move right for anything I've ever seen. And I've always been a you know, an animal person. I even had a horse back then and I've always had dogs. So I know what something should move right. And it was upright, you know, on bipedal, two legs. You know, none of that wants to go into my head. And it's kind of hopping along as, you know, we're just, it, it gets, honest to goodness, it gets up to, I don't know what that's called, the window well, you know, where the, the, the door, okay? Yeah. It puts yeah. its, feet or paws on the car sort of like it's balancing there and he's my the uh boyfriend starts to take off but not real fast because we were on some gravel right there so you couldn't take off real quick especially as upset as he was and um it it uses the car that window well for balance and it's kind of hopping along using the car for balance i was mesmerized it's like i was caught in its eyes the eyes were amber and you know i hear these other stories about how it's such a frightening i mean it's such a frightening looking ugly whatever it was just i truly don't know how to describe it other than piece by piece it had shorter ears that were rather narrow. I've seen pictures, drawings of the, you know, big long German shepherd-like ears. These were these were narrower and shorter. It had the amber eyes, which caught me. I mean, that's what caught me was looking at those eyes. And it had a wide, boxy muzzle, nose. Uh, mouth wasn't open, thank goodness. Or maybe I'd be telling the story about how terrifying it was. And large large shoulders. Um, it probably kept up, you know, it, when you're confused and a little scared, time is a little different. I think it seems to slow down because the mind's trying to process everything. So it probably didn't hop along very long, but you know, long enough for me to see this and you know, you may ask what the feet look like. I don't know. Even though I could see them on the car, I, I wasn't focused on them. But now I, I do want to ask here before we get any. So you kept saying like the amber eyes. So the eyes. Yeah. So it wasn't. So it wasn't like. I mean, was it like the light from the moon or from the car? Yes, they were light? not. They were not. They were not supernaturally glowing no they okay. weren't glowing okay right. no. i just I, I wondered that because that kind of yeah um, no I, sh I should have made that clear no they weren't i did not feel like it was like i know anything about this but i didn't uh, feel like it was a supernatural experience uh but i had no you know no way of coming to grips with what had happened so and I do have a little, you know, some religious background, brethren and Baptist. So I what thought I, what for many, many years it was a demon. I didn't oh. know. What obviously but, wasn't uh, a German, you know, it wasn't a German shepherd that was coming trying to, I mean, and this is. No, sister, it wasn't. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's the next thing, like, like the way you described it would be as if a, mm -hmm. a German shepherd or, or another dog was on its hind legs trying to move down the side yeah. of the car, but you were well, close enough to it to know that it was not a, just a dog. Correct. Okay. Correct. And as it, before it got beside the car, 
or before it got on the wheel well to balance itself, it was hopping sideways along the car, you know, kind of reaching for it. Uh, no dog's going to do that. It would run up to it and then put its feet up there. Wow. So, so I, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just saying it's just, I mean, you got a real close, <laughs> up close. Yeah. Look. Okay. So did, I did. So, then, so then you guys managed to get out. I mean, did, you're. Your so-called boyfriend pulled himself together and was able to get you guys. Yeah, he, yeah, and he managed to shift and use the uh, clutch properly. Because like, I have to be—I have to be so, honest. What I, I imagine him seeing that thing right at the window and screaming, and you slugging him in the mouth, throwing him in the back seat, <laughs> and jumping in there, and you taking off because it sounds like you had yourself more together than he did. So. Uh, <laughs> well, here's my question. Well, I, I probably could have done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here's my question is uh, while he was fiddling with the uh, gear shift mechanism and this dog man creature was on the side of the car, was he noticing this or was he too caught up in what he was doing? He saw it and then he was got caught up again in, uh, I guess he didn't flood it, but in uh, popping the clutch a few times before he could get it in. Okay probably was trying to do it in third shift or whatever <laughs> who knows yeah now did it seem um i mean what did this creature i mean was it, it it wasn't trying to get in the car was it just did you feel like it was just trying to look and see what you who you guys or what you guys I were think, or i think it was curious now why it decided to follow me uh, Look, we already because there was another car behind us. We established that before Pardon? we went on the before we went on the air that you and the judge at that time in your lives, being 16, 17 years, were obviously tender morsels. You know, obviously very appealing to something that was going to eat uh, a human. So that's just my that's my claim right there is that you guys were the most. Uh, appealing of the people involved so i guess you just gotta own that nice yeah maybe um <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, what no, it would be no really it's trying to eat me i'm just letting you know <laughs> yeah you know it would be real easy especially having an experience like this to let it live your life for you to always be afraid and uh I've never really been afraid. I guess I'm more like my father. Uh, I'm careful outside at night, but uh, maybe because I wasn't, didn't have as long as like the judge, you know, he had quite a episode, you know, a longer episode of being chased. Maybe because I didn't have something like that happen. I just saw it and it, you know, followed along for a while. But... So, yeah. so, Shoot. so, hey, hey, you know, thanks for the thought. You know, I never thought about it. <laughs> but so Dude, you, thanks so, a lot. <laughs> so you guys, so you guys get out now. When as you, as you, as your boyfriend sped away, did he have to turn the car, or was he already headed no. the right way? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were always already headed out the right way. You know, you you were young once. You know the routine. Yeah. I listen. You can sneak out of there. Those records are sealed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, those records are permanently sealed. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Diane, so you had two cars, and I guess what I'm trying to, you know, for our listeners out there, you had two cars. Were they parked side by side, or was one in front no. of the other? We we were in front of the other one. Okay, so you were so, basically taillights to headlights. Correct. Correct. Okay. And you guys and you guys were experienced enough at driving down dead end roads and making out that you knew that to go down, spin around so you were headed out the right way. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, cuz what I was at cuz so what I was kind of asking was is that when you how did the animal then disengage from the car? And then um, how did the and how did the second car not hit the animal or whatever hit the creature? Yeah. You know? No, it it uh 
as we went faster, it hopped sideways faster. You know, just imagine how you'd be if you're trying to keep up with someone, only we'd be running rather than hopping. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I hate to say like a kangaroo, but I, I think its legs were facing the same way a dog's leg, rear legs would be facing. Yeah. Which, you know, I've thought about it for many years that it would have to hop because if it's up on two legs, because it couldn't run, meaning the joints are facing the opposite way than what a human would be facing. Everybody's dog dance before with their dog. Yeah, I mean, everybody's held their dog's paws and did the proverbial dog dancing, and what, is, and what do they do? They sort of hop. Um, interesting, though, you know, from my perspective, I don't, because I never saw it running in the corn. Yeah. I know it was running. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was running bipedally or if it was on all fours. I can't tell you. Oh, but from yeah. what you're, yeah. From your experiences, it seems like, that you think that it, when it, well, I guess, you guys, let me ask you this. When it approached the car, was it on all fours or was it on two legs? No, it's, it was on two legs. Uh, when okay. I saw it come out of the cover of the brush, it was on two legs and it wasn't moving right, you know, for a, it just well, wasn't moving right the way. Well, it, Irregardless, if you even a human, if you were facing the car sideways and you were mm-hmm. shuffling sideways to try to keep up with the car, I mean, you're, a human being's going to look like they're hopping anyway. It's like a, it's like a yeah, you're right. Basketball yeah. defensive slides, you know, down the mm-hmm. you know, and so imagine doing that in the berm of a of a stone road. But but yes, if a human would probably turn and try to run straight ahead because of course we'd be faster that way to keep up yeah. with the car. But, but yeah, even that strange motion, it'd still be strange for a person because you'd literally be shuffling and, and almost hopping anyways to run sideways. So yeah, you would, unless you could really turn your hips sideways. So yeah, you, you would be. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, from a kinesiology standpoint, it would make sense that it was hopping. Yes. It wouldn't have turned its torso and ran. So, so yeah. you guys, so at what point then, how far down the road do, does it finally either give up or you guys pull away from it? And I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm going to say maybe 10 seconds because we did not take off fast. Now, it seemed like a longer time, but logically it could not have been much longer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so. And when it, Yeah. I'm just so I just yeah so when it so it disengages I'm just curious like what what do the people in the car behind you, they have to be seeing this what are they like, uh they had to uh none of us communicated it to anything about it to each other we passed each other in the halls and kind of looked you know at school the next at school the next day and looked at each other we never spoke of it are now, you serious? You never like serious. Like you guys didn't take None of us. off. You guys didn't take off and like meet somewhere. Like, oh my God, can you believe me? that's it? Nothing. No, no, we did not. We did not. I think we were all scared poopless, like my mother used to say. Okay, I can I can totally uh, understand that. Yeah, for sure. Now, a few months ago, after I started admitting what happened and finding a, you know, finding a name for dog man, dog man, you know, I I had no name for it. Uh, After doing some research and finding out that, that there is a name for it, I contacted, and I won't say his name because he doesn't want me to, one of the, excuse me, one of the, uh, the other fellow that was with the other couple. Not your boy. And he lives, no, no. He lives down in Tennessee, and I contacted him via Facebook and private message, and I, I asked him about it, and he said something to the effect of uh, nothing happened, he didn't remember anything, and he's not talking about anything. What? So 
<laughs> it happened. <laughs> so yeah. it happened. It happened to him too. Uh, wow. So what, what and you know, that, I think. Hmm? Why do you think he didn't want to talk about it? Uh, when you speak of things, then what you don't want to admit takes on a life of its own. That's the only. That's well, what and you happened don't, to me. And you do not know then what happened to them after you guys got away from. It. I mean, that thing could have jumped up on their hood. That thing could have done something else to them before they got out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so I hadn't I get, even thought of that. Yeah. So I mean, something even more terrifying could have possibly happened to them, and the fact that no, you guys have never talked about it. Um, yeah. You know, it's hard to say. I mean, and it's pure speculation. But you got to think yeah. that if it was yeah. on your car and they're behind you and they can see this happening and you, they had to have, there's no way they couldn't have seen it. And oh, wow. no, they had to. Just this little, you know, how much a width of a road, not even. It's barely 15, a car. Uh, feet. Well, it's barely yeah. a, it's but these old, cars. Yeah, these yeah. old country roads. Yeah. Wow. Wow, and that's it. and that is telling that the uh, the gentleman um, did mm-hmm. not want to say. So, so I'm curious. So, your boyfriend, obviously, or your boyfriend at the time, I don't want to give him too much credit. You know that he's, you know, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so he obviously, I mean, he experienced it with you. Did, uh, did we he did the any... what the he- no? We did the what the heck was that? And we did. We, I, you know, I said we didn't talk about. It. We talked about. About it a little in the car, and after that, no one ever said anything. Well, what what was his take at the time? I I think I was kind of mad at him at the time, <laughs> so I don't remember if I was really listening to what his take on it was. <laughs> Other than what the age so, was that. So you essentially were dating George Costanza in high school because that's yeah. that's, that's yes, that's about yeah. it. I was just clearing a pathway for everybody to get out. Uh, like I was just getting the cars yeah, really. to get you out. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So you know, can we rewind? Let's rewind for a second from where you were standing before you guys ran in the car. From where you were standing to where the dog man was standing when you first saw it, how far away was it? Not seven or eight feet. And I will tell you. Oh, well, that's right on top of because, it. Yeah. Uh, now, remember, though, it was hidden in the tangle of underbrush. So my eyes weren't, my eyes were picking out something that shouldn't have been there or that was wrong, but I didn't know what it was at the time. Now, Oh, about beginning of this past October, I felt the need to revisit the area during the day, and I did. And I parked my car about where it was, except that by now it's up. Not a busy road, but there were cars going back and forth. And I was able to sit there and look and estimate how far it was, and it wasn't very darn far. I did, you know, I took some pictures, too, of the area because I felt that once I was starting to come to terms with all of this, I I can't let fear uh, control me. So I went out and I I took pictures and I I walked around a little, you know, bright daylight. It's no big deal. I guess they can come out in the day. I don't know. Uh And then uh, here's something curious. And I, I'm not going to get all supernatural on this, okay? Uh, we'll do that for the, you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so it's Grinnell Road. And I, I, you know, that day back in October, I decided, well, I'm going to drive out here and see what else is out here because it's been so many years since I've been out there. And uh, you hang a right. I can't think of the name of the road, but the next road over, oh, about a less than a mile from where this incident happened is Carbox Cemetery Road. So there's an old cemetery there. And I drive on, and at the corner of Tarbox Cemetery and 42, there's um, 
in what's it called? I think it's called Indian Mound Park. Well, I don't know how long the park's been there, but I had no idea it was there. And there's, yeah, Indian Mound Reserve on 42 and Tarbox Cemetery Road. Real nice little park. And uh, there's Indian Mounds there. And, you know, I said I don't want to get all supernatural, but I keep hearing people say, oh, these are in cemeteries and this, that, and the other thing. And around Indian Mounds. So that was kind of curious. But then again, you know, there's Indian Mounds everywhere in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, and and Diane and I, Judge, had talked about that when we, in our phone call the other day, and I told her that you had, you know, we had been starting doing some research on the dog man, on dog man sightings in Ohio, and the very first thing that we did was you searched Indian mounds, in Ohio, because of our conversation with Linda Gottfried and her belief that uh, on Bray Road out there, it's the, the triangle that her activity that she's experienced is centered around Indian burial mounds. And that uh, the mm-hmm. judge, for all of our listeners who, I don't know if we've heard said this on air, but where the judge's experience began, uh, it's less than... What a quarter mile from two Indian burial mounds on Flickinger Road. Um, that's the road, the, the crossroad on Temple, which right. the, judge, the judge and I lived in this area and still live in the county and did not have any idea there were Indian burial mounds there. And no, yeah. it was it was a shock. Yeah, it was a shock. So what we did, so we had. We had interviewed Linda Gottfried, and, and and she had talked about how she had taken the dog man sightings in, in not only Wisconsin and Michigan, and then she went out and looked at, she, she made like a, a grid of dog man sightings, and then she did a grid of Indian burial mounds, and when she transposed them and put them on top of each other with like clear paper, they matched up almost perfectly. And so, yeah. And so what I did was I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to do a search for Indian burial grounds in Crawford County, Ohio, and I'll be damned within a quarter mile of where I first, you know, experienced, you know, my sixth sense and experienced dog man, Indian burial ground. And I got a hold of Grover and and I sent him the map and we were both just blown away. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, is this, is this coincidence? Um, we, you know, I'm beginning to think, no, I mean, you have to, here's the thing that I've always pondered, you know, is a, is the dog man, a biological creature like any other creature or that just hasn't been officially discovered because we haven't gotten a dead body. Kind of like the giant squid was a, was a thing of mythology. And now we have a giant oh, yeah. squid car, you know, mm-hmm. Or was it something supernatural? And and for years, I was in the camp of this is, you know, this is a biological creature. It's what it is. But after, you know, interviewing Linda and looking at some of the things, I think I've switched camps to these are supernatural creatures and you're not going to get a body. You're not going to get a carcass. I mean, um, I, th- I think we experience them as a physical creature in, in a way right. that, that we can, but I just don't think, I just, I, I'm with you judge. It's so hard to uh, wrap your head around that there's uh, something out there living in the wilderness. That's, you know, it's that description. Yeah. And, and, and we call it a dog man, but I don't think it's half man, half dog. Okay. No, even I don't. If it was, yeah, even if it was a, it just has canine features. Yeah, it just has canine features. Yeah. Me. But uh, and I don't think that there's a human metamorphosizing into a into In a, a werewolf. Into a werewolf. Now, that no, I don't that, think that, so either. But but the, I, it's just there's too much evidence so far that we know. Of okay, because Diane, just you're there's no way that you're the only person that has experienced something out in that area. I mean, you experienced it with three no. other people, and none of them want to talk about it. Okay, 
or yeah, keep which quiet. really makes you think. How many people are keeping quiet? Bingo. Because, like I said before, as uh, you know, when you speak of these things, something that happens, then it starts becoming more and more true, and you can yes. no longer say it didn't happen. Yes. Well, we a strange got, thing. And we talked about that with our last guest, Jay, uh, the author Jason Off, about people sub you know subconsciously creating things in their mind that then become more real because we give them basically that power to become real because we 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 believe in them or we uh, imagine imagine them being there. You know, we kind of, whatever that terror is, you know, like maybe this creature came to you in a, in a form that um, would scare you the most and get you guys out of there. I mean, if it came as a big giant yeah. bunny, as a big giant bunny, you guys might have been like, oh, that's kind of cute. It's weird that there's a 300 pound bunny rabbit, but we're not really yeah. scared of it, you know? So, so does it manifest itself as something that's going to drive you guys out of the area for another reason, you know? Well, it certainly did. And I'm, you know, didn't return for 48 years. Yeah. And that process, but it was, oh, I'm glad. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say that pardon? process used to be referred to as lesser magic. You're literally willing it into being. I mean, it was something that uh, they used to believe in a long time ago. Kind of makes me wonder. Oh, okay. Unless you're mad. Well, I was very surprised when I rode on down the road, drove on down the road, and within about two and a half, three miles, I find Indian Mound Reserve with Indian Mounds on it. Wow. That's fascinating, yeah. Have you done, okay, so now that you've kind of jumped back in trying to wrap your head around what this is, what this event was, have you, you know, because I saw you on a, on a Facebook page, have people mm -hmm. reached out to you um, from the area I, at all or, or not? I mean, um, you, no, no, no one. No? Okay. No one from the area. No. No one from the area. No. Have you, come across, have you come across any other stories or anything from that somebody has told? Well, yes. Oh, okay. yes. Uh, Jody Cook is uh, might be with the Dogman Project or something. Ah, uh, Jody. Anyway, okay. Jody Cook is going to be on, and I'm going to plug another podcast, The Paranormal mm -hmm. Road. Somebody just somebody okay. Just, uh, David Hensley, the host of the Paranormal Road. I, as soon as you said that name, so Jody Cook is going to be on uh, the next episode of the Paranormal Road. So, and he's okay. yes, a dogman expert. So, okay, go ahead. Sorry now, yeah, now he was he was attempting, and I don't know if it's coming to coming to be or not, to do the. Uh, uh, shoot in Germantown about a dogman incident in germantown ohio okay. roughly 35 miles because i you know when i okay i'll get back i, I don't usually you know want to get really touchy feely or anything but as i started exploring this dog man okay i run across jody cook and his group are making some kind of a documentary in Germantown, Ohio, around the same time, same time frame, 1970s, 72, 73. When I saw that, uh, and here's the touchy-feely thing, which I don't like to admit, but I started crying. It's like, oh, my God, this is the same time. This is 30-some miles away from where what happened to me happened. And all of a sudden, it was real. It was real to me, and it was also a relief to me, which may be why I, you know, felt the emotion so emotional about this. Yes. So, well, uh, the, yeah. The, so the, there the were real, things seen at the same time. Well, the real the real shame of it is, and I understand everybody um, deals with 
a traumatic event differently. The real shame is, is that you guys, uh, the other people you were with could not, like you guys couldn't get together and, and talk about it so that you didn't feel like you were crazy after all. I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. believe that that other guy, I mean, like I said, everybody deals with their, their, you know, traumatic events differently, but I, I would just think that that guy would feel maybe a sense of relief to be able yeah, to, but... I mean, you could, because here's the thing, you guys survived it. Okay. It's, you made it out. So whatever it was really happened. Um, why not talk about it and kind of heal a little bit of, of what, cause it's obvious it's been weighing on his mind for, for 48 years as well. If he just does not yeah. want to even talk to you about it. It's not like he's talking to us on, on a podcast. Yeah. Okay. He's talking to somebody who sat there six inches away from the snout of a supernatural creature yeah. or a, something on a hind legs that you can't explain. You know, I mean, somebody that experienced it with him. So, and I wish he would. I wish he would talk to you about it so that you probably get more answers to it. We'll eventually reach out one more time, and then it's, you know, I've gone above and beyond, you know, Mm -hmm. being polite, let's say, (laughs) getting into someone's business. But I will probably reach out one more time to him. And well, maybe, I, I, you know, sometimes I, you have to think about things for a long time. I would merely suggest that when uh, this episode comes out, you just send him a link. Say, hey. Oh, know, okay. I know, you don't, I know you don't want to talk to me about it, but maybe you can, you can listen mm-hmm. to me, listen to me talk about it. And maybe it'll help you, you know, get over or, what, yeah. you know, however you want to delicately, delicately put it. But, yeah, you know he probably doesn't understand as well as like you didn't like what it was. No, I didn't think it was, or that you guys aren't the only ones that experienced that. I mean, um, I mean, honestly, if the judge can come forward and tell this story, um, so that people can start to figure stuff out and feel better about it, uh, or at least some sense of relief, uh, that they're not, crazy then everybody should feel like they could they could come out and because that's the only way we're going to figure out what this stuff may or may not be is to hear these eyewitness accounts for sure and that we're not alone yes you're not alone you're not alone as in uh, as in not alone as in there's there's things we don't know absolutely well you know You know, the thing is, Wes, you know, when I was on Sasquatch Chronicles, you know, Wes Germer explained to me, and I didn't know this, that there's been dogman sightings dating all the way back to the Mesopotamian times. And that, you know, when I saw it, I didn't think werewolf because it didn't look like what Hollywood told me a werewolf looked like. I thought it looked like the Egyptian god Anubis. That's the only thing. You know, you were talking about categorizing stuff in your mind. Like when you see something, yeah. the mind tries to categorize what it was. When I saw it, I, the first thing that, that that categorized to me was Egyptian god Anubis, because that's the only thing that I had ever seen in my life that looked like that. Bipedal, you know, Doberman-esque type head, um, muscular. Um, and, you know, Wes said, hey, look, these things have been around pre you know pre Egyptian if the Egyptian culture took the took the dog man um image and came up with the god Anubis and Anubis was God of the underground, which is interesting because you know we're talking about burial Indian burial grounds and what is Indian burial grounds? It's dead the dead. And so yeah. Anubis originally was 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 with with the dead. So you know I I kind of switched camps um, are these things physical? Yes, they have a you know, they have a physical. Oh, form. I'm saying it's physical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> but but I, I I mean I'm leaning to I'm leaning to these things are are supernatural things and and they roam an area for whatever reason and 
and you know, like it was odd that there would be a teenage kid out at 10 o'clock at night running down a country road. It was odd. And I think it, it picked up on that and it followed me and, you know, same thing in your situation, you, you know, four teenage kids out on this road, yeah. it's dark, what's going on. It's curious. It doesn't want you around. So it chases you off. Um, could it have caught me and killed me? Yes. No way I could have outran it. Could have caught you. Yes. If it was within seven yes, feet of you, yeah. it could have got no you. problem. Yeah. Right. It, it, it could have, it could have got you before you ever, um, before you ever made it around the side of the car. If it was cause I mean, mm-hmm. one leap. So certainly, question, could have, certainly, could have smashed through, certainly could have smashed through a window or yanked the door open. Probably. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say these things aren't dangerous. And I'm not going to go out on a limb and say no one's ever been killed by one. I mean, obviously we don't know, but I think they're very curious as to what people are doing. And you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it wants you out of there. And it, and it, it spooked yeah. you and it, it got you out of there for whatever reason. Well, well, Diane, I am, uh, and I, I know the, the judge and Jason will concur, but uh, we are certainly grateful that even after, even if it took you 48 years that you decided to come <laughs> forward and, and tell your story and then and share it with us. I mean, we feel very privileged that uh that you that you decided that uh, we were some of the guys you could talk to about it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and I and I think I mentioned uh, yesterday or whenever it was I spoke to you, but uh, I, I like the lightness of your show. I mean, you may be talking about some terrifying things, but you can still get in some <laughs> laughter, and uh, well, that's what that's what we need more of. <laughs> well, and and here's the thing: is yeah, we could we could paint this as doom and gloom and you yeah. know, and stuff. But listen, it, how you, we don't even know exactly what it was that you experienced. And no. it is, it is kind of humorous to think back about how your boyfriend totally bailed on you. And, <laughs> yes, and, I mean, maybe this, maybe this creature's like looking in the window, like, I can't even get a date, and this guy is like leaving his girlfriend as bait for me. I got to get a good look at this dude because maybe he's the one I need to eat. You know, like I mean, but there's, but but that's to look. But I mean, look, you survived. The judge survived. Yeah. I mean, yes, I can. I can make a joke about how he was tender. He was a tender morsel out there and stuff. Yeah. But, but that's because we survived. I mean, certainly if he'd have been attacked and half his uh, left leg was gone, it wouldn't be such a funny uh, experience. Yeah. But but there's a thin line between uh, humor and terror. You know what I'm saying? There's a real thin line. Yeah, and and you know what? If these creatures, dogmen, whatever, uh, it's not to their advantage to go on a killing spree. I mean, I not, I as a as a species, if we're going to say it's a species, as a entity, as you know, if we're going to call it that. So there's probably some control, you know, maybe not control over all of them. But I and I realize that there's a lot of people go missing, but there's a lot of people that don't go missing that go out mm-hmm. and hiking and out in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. by themselves. And stuff. There's a lot of eyewitnesses. So, yep. you know, what I'm yeah. saying? So. and they, and they're only an eyewitness cause they lived. That's right. And, yeah. I and, think at one time, Linda Godfrey's book, and, and I don't know how old the book is. And, and of course your, your number's not in there and my number's not in there, Diane. But at one time, Linda Godfrey had accounted for over 2,500 reported dog man sightings. Those are reported. Those are people who called the sheriff, the police, uh, you know, yeah. the game, you know, dog war, whoever. They, they contacted someone and made a report. And now if there's, I'm going to say this much, I would say 95% of the people that would see something like this would not call law enforcement 
Oh, I think you're low ball. I think you're low ball on that. I think ninety nine. It might be ninety nine percent. Yeah. No, so, I don't. So doubt. if yeah. there are, so you think about that. If there are twenty five hundred at the time Linda wrote the book, if there's twenty five hundred reported cases of dogman sightings, how many dogman sightings have not been reported? Right. You know, it could exactly. be a hundred thousand for all we know. Yeah. I mean, but you think about it. Yeah. People. People are, and I don't know why this is, maybe because Sasquatch, Bigfoot, uh, is more mainstream, but there seems to be a lot more people willing to come forward and say they saw a Sasquatch or think they saw a Sasquatch versus someone wanting to come forward and say, hey, I think I saw a dog man. And I, and I, yeah. I don't know why that is, other than I think, that, I think that there is a large segment of the population that believes Sasquatch is real. It's a, it's a biological creature i think i, I think a lot I less think people maybe. are willing to step well i think a lot I less think, people want to go forward and say dog is real i think in regards to bigfoot and sasquatch the evidence there's so much more real evidence uh well, there's evidence footprints and, and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah so basically all we have for for dogman is eyewitness testimony i mean there's there's nothing right. else really that we know of now that's not saying that there's not but um yeah you know. so so yeah i we we definitely diane appreciate you coming on and telling us the story and i i really hope that people listening to this episode especially from that area or any rural area in Ohio for that matter that have had an experience similar. And it doesn't have to be the creature licking the window at you while it's staring at you or, you know, it's just any kind of weird experience will come forward and either go to a, to a Facebook page or come find us, uh, send us a message because that's the only way we can start tying some of the stuff together. And, uh, and well, let people know they're the, not alone. Psychologically, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't you feel so much better now that you've come to grips with with it and kind of said, "Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be in charge of this, yeah. not let it be in charge yeah. of me." Yeah. And that's a good way to put it. You you take charge of your own well being. Yes, very true. I, I, Right. Yeah. So, well, on that note, Diane, I, like I said, we appreciate you coming on and, um, we're hoping that this story touches some other people, especially in Ohio and that they'll feel comfortable and, and, uh, you know, and we'll make sure they can reach out to you. You know, we'll, 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 we'll put some, uh, Oh, that's good. We'll put some, yeah. we'll, we'll put your name out there and on the, on the link and they mm-hmm. can, people can find you on Facebook and, and, yeah, I, from the sounds of it, you'd be more than happy to talk to them. So, I would, yeah, I would, because I've uh, got it together now. <laughs> <laughs> Although I still can't watch some of these, uh, or listen to some of these really scary ones. I haven't listened to all of your podcasts because sometimes I get to a point where I can't. But I will be eventually. <laughs> well, I encourage, I encourage you to start out with the, all the Ozark Holler episodes. That'll get you in the mood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can, oh. you okay. can uh, you can like 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 get some laughter in before you get before you get to the, yeah. the real stuff. So <laughs> so, but uh, well, so Diane, thank thank you so much and. You know, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll stay in touch on this subject and and see how uh, see how everything evolves and hopefully we can uh, find you some answers. You know. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Diane. For, uh, Appreciate you coming on the show. Your... Diane, okay, if you ever find you. yourself in Crawford County and look me up, and I'll take you out to Temple Road and show you where. Uh, oh, that would be where great. My happenings happen, and okay. maybe we'll come down to your neck of the woods and you can show us. Oh yeah, you, you'd enjoy Yellow Springs too. <laughs> Go roaming around uh, Yellow as Springs. A college, as, a, as a young college man, I visited Antioch College one weekend, and that's all I will say. <laughs> so so yeah. yeah, if it was if your if your uh, event didn't take place in 1972, I would say maybe it was the judge staggering out of uh, a party that was in the woods <laughs> saying, please. Yeah. I would have been three years old at the time. <laughs> Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank uh, you so much for uh, listening to me. 
Yes, thank you for coming on. We we've enjoyed it, and we know our listeners will enjoy mm. hearing hearing this. So, so we'll have uh, have a good day and uh, stay out of the uh, dark country roads after, uh, unless you have a better after guy. dark. Unless you have a better guy with you this time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <That's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. You all take care. Yeah. You thank too. You, Diane. All, all right. right. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.